Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is so good and His mercy endures forever. And welcome into God's presence this morning. And join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. God is here. A wonderful warm welcome awaits you and your life will be blessed and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. God is up to something and I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season and beyond, we will cooperate with God to see his hand at work in our lives. God is moving mightily in our nation and across the nations of the world. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will be a part of it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's turn our Bibles. We, all this season, we've been studying about wisdom. And the Bible says that Jesus increased in, in, in stature, in wisdom, in favor with God, and in favor with man. So all of us in the school of wisdom, there's room for us to grow. Amen. Amen. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will grow and continue to grow. And there is no end to the school in the school of wisdom. If you, so please, if you missed any of the messages, uh, the sermons, go back and you can always catch up online. There's a lot of content. And go over them, take notes, um, write down your questions. Whatever you do, please, we, we, we need to get this in our heart. We talk about the, uh, how does, what is wisdom, how wisdom comes. Abigail, Daniel, and this morning we are talking about Joseph. Amen. Wisdom nuggets from the life of Joseph. Amen. Now, you see, the Bible says in um, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. But it says here that don't become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Follow those, the classic in James says, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So check up on their steps. Check through the Bible, the people that inherited the promises, what did they do? What did they know? What did they walk in? Take the same steps, and you will also inherit the promises. Amen. The Bible says, that's the reason why we share testimonies. Psalm 119, verse 24. The whole psalm talks about the word of God, but Psalm 119, verse 24, he says, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Your testimonies, testimonies, the testimony of God's word, the testimony of others. He says, are also my delight and my counselors. So check up on the steps. And when you do the same thing, you will also receive a testimony. You will receive a testimony in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. You will receive a testimony in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you see, so when we get to the life of Joseph, the Bible says, Pharaoh describing him in Genesis chapter 41, Genesis 41, verse 33, 
He says, now therefore let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of, of Egypt. This is, this is Joseph speaking. And then, and then Pharaoh later on gets to, gets to say, he says this, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. That's the testimony. First, he said, look for, Joseph said, if you want somebody to manage this situation that is coming up, look for a wise person. Amen. <laughs> then Pharaoh said, you are a wise person, so now you take over. So if he's wise, let's get some wisdom nuggets from him. <laughs> he's standing there, and he says, if you, if, look for a wise person. That's a wise person speaking. He's standing in his presence. He, he, has, he, sh he shows the interpretation of the dream, and then he brings up the solution. They say, if you look for somebody to fix this thing, who do you think he's going to choose? <laughs> so let's look at some nuggets from his life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season you will walk in wisdom in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, Joseph, his story starts from Genesis chapter 37. And you see, before, before we can get into it, you see, if you're not going anywhere or if you're not looking to accomplish anything in life, uh, nobody criticizes you or nobody says anything about you. But as soon as you, you want to do something with your life, as soon as you want to accomplish something for God, then all of a sudden, uh, people begin to talk about you. So... Don't be so self-conscious if you want to accomplish something for God and if you want to live something for God about what people say. People are going to say something anyway. As soon as Joseph had a dream, that's when the issue came up. You see, one time a man was riding his horse in a, in a, in a village. And um, the, he, had, he had a son. And then he put the son on the horse. And he was walking. So you're going to one village. And the people were like, what kind of a father is this? You're training the child in a very bad way. You are walking and then the child is sitting on the horse. So he felt so bad. Maybe I'm a bad parent. I'm not doing the right thing. So he reversed it. And he sat on the horse. And the child was walking. He got to the next village. The people said, what kind of <laughs> a parent are you? <laughs> you are sitting on the horse, wicked father, and your child is walking. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so he decided that, okay, both of them were going to sit on the horse. They got to the next village. The people said, what's wrong with you? Don't you care about this horse? Don't you know that this horse cannot carry both of you? <laughs> Don't you care about this animal? You're not taking care of this horse. <laughs> then finally he decided that both of us are going to walk. <laughs> he goes to the next place. And people say, what's wrong with you? Don't you know the value of a horse? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 
so please, if we bring me to the first point, <laughs> focus on God and seek to please the Lord. That's all that counts. Amen. Amen. Forget about what I'm going to say. <laughs> so the first wisdom from the life of Joseph, from Genesis chapter 37, verse 3, it says that now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Joseph had the wisdom of pleasing his father. And that is the first wisdom nugget we want to get from his life. The wisdom of pleasing our heavenly father. You see, there are different levels of relationship. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. For instance, God so, the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Somebody may be sitting down this morning uh, you may be at a very low point in your life, and you are asking yourself, does anybody love me? You may even be at the point of suicide. You may even be at the point of giving up. But I can assure you by the word of the living God that God loves you. And you are the reason why he sent Jesus Christ into the world. And if you are willing to give him an opportunity, he will come into your life. He will take the mess that you are in. He will take the situation that you are in and turn it around for his glory. But you see, God so loves the world, but he's not in covenant with everybody in the world. That's a different thing. He's in covenant with the people that have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a different relationship. Even before Jesus Christ came on the scene, before he had done anything, all he had done was going to, I mean, he had lived his life normally as a child. He went into the wilderness, he fasted, he prayed, and he yielded himself to the baptism of John, and as soon as he came out, he's this, God described him, God is, the Father described him this way. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. My beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that you will be a child that God is well pleased with. Yeah. Hallelujah. God is not pleased with everybody. That's another level. Even with the, with the disciples of Jesus Christ, you see, there were so many multitudes that followed Jesus in his campaigns, healing campaigns, and in his teaching. But when he was raised from the dead, only 500 people saw him. Acts, 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 in the book of Acts. 500 people. 
Where are all those 10,000s and, and, and 5,000s? And even amongst his disciples, he chose 12. One of them betrayed him. When he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, only three of the disciples were there. Not all, not, not all of them were there. It seems like those three formed like the inner circle. The women that followed Jesus. Some of them ministered of their substance to Jesus. When Jesus was raised from the dead, the first person she appeared, Mary, Mary saw her, Magdalene. Saw him. Different levels of relationship. He says, Israel loved Joseph more than all his other children. You can tell because these other children were handling his business. And when they mishandled Joseph, they came and told a lie. And that's the, the one that we know about. But what about the other ones? He said he came, Joseph came and reported what they were doing, actually. They were not handling their business right. <laughs> you see, it's wisdom. I mean, even in the workplace, to seek, I mean, in, in your business, in your affairs, in the workplace, the person, the people that they, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but most of the time, the people that do what they are told and follow the instructions, they, they get promoted. So these are the children of Jake, of Israel, we're not handling his business right. But Joseph was ple well pleasing to his father. I pray. You see, it's wisdom to seek to be well pleasing to the father. It's wisdom to seek to please the Lord. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles, talking about David, in 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 4, 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 4, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's make sure we get this right. Thank you, Lord. 1 Chronicles 28.4, not 2 Chronicles. He says, 1 Chronicles, However, the Lord God of Israel chose me above all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen Judah to be the ruler, and the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he was pleased with me to make me king over all Israel. The classic King James says, he liked me to make me king over all Israel. He was pleased with me. He wasn't pleased with Saul, so he set him aside. He liked me. He was pleased with me. Are you well pleasing to the Father? I pray in the name of Jesus. 
that you will be well pleasing to the Father, that you will enter, enter your inheritance and all that God has planned and purpose for your life, you will walk in the fullness of it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. He liked me. He was pleased with me. It's wisdom to be well pleasing to the Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's what makes the difference between even people, um, Christians. Sometimes you see this one person, you keep going and entering what God and what God has for them. Another person, not so much. This is, the, this is the key. He liked me. He was pleased with me. Your life will be well pleasing to the Lord in Jesus' name. Two. He also knew, had the wisdom of knowing that you cannot make it without other people. It's a wise person. When he was in the pit, you see, they had decided to do away with him. Leave him in the pit and let him, let him, let you will see what becomes of his dreams. So as soon as they put him in the pit, all of a sudden, Reuben had an idea. Where did he get the idea from? God was watching out for him. God will watch out for you. You may be in the pit, so to speak, pit of life, down and out, forgotten, ostracized, depressed don't know what to do. You don't know how you are going to come out. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, God will watch out for you. Amen. I said God will watch out for you. Amen. Reuben got an idea. Let's not, I mean, they, actually they wanted to kill him first. And Reuben said, let's put him in the pit. And when Reuben came, uh, the mom, the Joseph wasn't there. And they decided that instead of leaving him there, they are going to sell him to those traders. But he recognized that had it not been for Reuben, the people that he was sold to, uh, he probably wouldn't have made it. God will send you help in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said God will send you help in Jesus' name. Amen. It's easy, especially in this culture, to think you can make it on your own. You see, that's why God has the church also. We come together, we fellowship together, we bear each other's burden. But he was also acted also in wisdom. Notice in Genesis chapter 40, he was willing to lend a help wherever he found himself. We're looking at some nuggets from his life. Genesis chapter 40, verse 14. The man is very strategic. After he interpreted the dream for the butler, he said to him, but remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. He planted a seed in the person's head. He recognized that he cannot get to where he's going to without the help of others. That's wisdom. Remember me. And please 
Show me kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of here. You need me, I need you. That's wisdom. It's not wise to think that you can make it on your own. <laughs> Sometimes, like this butler did, you may tell people to remember you, uh, but when they get to a certain place, you see, God is not like that. When they get to a certain place, you call them, and it goes to voicemail. The number you have dialed is not in service. <laughs> But God is not like that. <laughs> God's line is always available. <laughs> he says in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, that call unto me, and it will go to voicemail. Maybe I'll answer. Maybe I'll not answer. Call unto me, and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. It's wisdom to pray. It's wisdom to call upon God. Actually, that's where we get the wisdom from, like we discovered. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says, Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burden. You cannot make it alone. You cannot make it alone. Bear one another's burden. Don't become too independent minded. Every time you see a snake that's been killed, the snake is alone. Snakes have an independent spirit. Very rarely you see them alone. When you see sheep, they flock together. Bear one another's burden. Notice what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Notice this. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, two are better than one. Because they have a reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. He has no one, no one to help him. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Lord Jesus. <laughs> Two are better than one. Two are better than one. Joseph knew that. If they fall, one will lift up the other. But if you are alone, is this war is in. Bear one another's burden. Don't become too independent minded. Look for somebody to help.
I want to say something about uh, verse 11. He says, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Let's continue. <laughs> it's self-explanatory. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. But the point is, we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. Amen. That's the wisdom that Joseph had. He said, remember me. And the, the man forgot. But later on, when Pharaoh had the dream, because he had planted the seed, because he had helped the other person, now it was his turn. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Sometimes you may have helped somebody, they have forgotten, but I pray. Sometimes it may not, the channel that you, it may not come through the same channel. The person you helped may not necessarily be the person, but you planted a seed. God will find a way to get it back to you. Yeah. I said God will find a way to get it back to you. He will find a way to make it right. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Bear one another's burden. Let's go a step further. All right. He also knew, three, the wisdom of not being easily provoked, and he was also forgiven. When, 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 when he started telling his dreams, the, his brother saying, started saying, who do you think you are? We are going to bow down before you, not today, not tomorrow. <laughs> he just kept his cool. Didn't retaliate. Didn't react. Every day you have an opportunity to be provoked. You have an opportunity not to forgive. But you see, every time you have that, you are presented with those opportunities, always choose to walk in love and always choose to forgive. We talked about Daniel. He had an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit, one of the wisdom that he walked in, is a spirit that is free of offense, a spirit that bears the fruit of the spirit of God, of the spirit, yes. of the recreated spirit. Notice what he said to his brothers. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 15. My Lord and my God. He knew the wisdom. Genesis 50 verse 17. Genesis 50 verse 17. He says, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the trespasses of the servant of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. And notice his response in verse 19. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about us in this day to save many people alive. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. He had the opportunity. Look, 
you people, look at what you've done to me. The majority of my adult life in prison. I, I didn't have a norm. I didn't, I didn't enjoy my, some of my years. You've come to me asking for food. I'm going to cut your head off. All of you. Do away with you. Get out of my sight. I don't want to see you today or tomorrow. But not Joseph. Think about it. Judah was his, was his brother. For he, so if you are taking an action like that to execute, and we know that Jesus Christ came through the lineage of Judah. So potentially he will be doing away with the lineage that Jesus Christ will be coming through. Think about that. But he chose to forgive, to let it drop. Sometimes that's the, the, that's the wisest thing you can do. Forgive and let it drop. So I said, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's not, it's not easy. Jesus talked about that, that, that parable, the person who was forgiving so much. And then he left and found somebody who owed him very little. And he held the person by the throat. Give me back what you owe me. <laughs> and the person said, you wicked servant. He threw, he threw him away into, into prison. Forgive. But it's, it's difficult. It's not easy. Lost years, lost time, lost opportunity. Oh, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may you receive that grace, the strength to be able to forgive in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then, Joseph had the wisdom of seeing the hand of God even in bad situations. He had that wisdom to be able to see. In Genesis chapter 45, Genesis 45, verse 5, it says, But now do not therefore be greed or angry with yourself. Because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. Yeah. You see, it all comes down to perspective. Somebody will have said, look, in the pit, Potiphar's house, prison, what kind of a life is this? What kind of a life is this? All I decided to do was to tell, I said my dreams. I stood, for, I stood for God when I was tempted. In the prison, I didn't do anything wrong to be here. In fact, when the people came to interpret their dreams, and he understood that one of them was going to go out, 
uh, the average person, the normal average person, me interpret your dream, you get out of here. No, we're all staying here. <laughs> you are not going anywhere. We are all going to be here. <laughs> but in the midst of his difficulty, some way, somehow, he recognized that God was the one who was leading and guiding him in all of us. Genesis 50:20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about us this day to save many people alive. I don't know the difficulty that you are in. I don't know the circumstance you are in. But I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It may seem hopeless. It may seem that there is no way you can come out of it. But I've come to assure you by the word of the living God. That God is still alive. I said 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 God is still alive. And sooner or later you are going to come out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because we don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. Oh my Lord and my God. Whatever came against you was meant for evil. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God will turn it around. I said 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 God will turn it around. It's not over until God says it's over. You meant it for evil against me. You tried to take me out. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, my God will bring me out. My God will bring you out. My God will bring you out. My Lord, I sense God's presence. Whatever situation you are in, that's not the end of the story. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, so long as God lives, you are coming out. Thank God. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Oh, have the wisdom to see God's hand at work in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God. The Apostle Paul went through a lot. Oh, but he had the ability to recognize that in the midst of his difficulty, my Lord and my God. Notice what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. He says, verse 8, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might be depart from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, 
then I am strong. Oh, he said an angel of a messenger of Satan was sent to buffet him. And he kept talking to the Lord about it. And God was saying to him, my grace is sufficient for you. I reveal the authority of the believer to you. Take my grace, take my power, and do something about this situation. Oh, he realized it and said, my Lord and my God, I rejoice. I am glad in this infirmity. I'm glad in my infirmity because in the midst of the infirmity, in the midst of the difficulty, I can draw on God's power. I can draw on God's ability. I can draw on God's grace. So Satan, bring your best shot. I am not going to be the one going under. I am going to rejoice in this thing. For when I am weak, I will recognize God in this situation. When I am down, I will lift up my eyes to God and make advantage of his grace and take advantage of his power. I am not down and out yet because God is with me. Oh, I recognize God. And later on in his testimony, he said, God, been delivered from all these things. Oh, it's not over till it's over. God says it's over. Or till you say it's over. Have the wisdom to recognize. The wisdom to recognize God in the midst of your difficulties. Even in bad situations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And take up your cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Don't, don't, you see, don't ridicule people when they are down. Or sometimes in college or high school, somebody is struggling in a particular subject, and you say, ah, oh, thank God, I don't have this problem. Or somebody has an issue. No, don't delight in that. Delight in help on them. It's wisdom to recognize God's hand at work. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then five, Joseph had the wisdom of knowing that your goal is still in view, even if it seems far, even if it seems far off. You see, the, the truth of the matter is, when he was in the pit, uh, he, what, what happened to the dream that I had that all these people were bound down to me? Is, is, what happened in Potiphar's house, in prison? <laughs> but you see, the thing is, he still recognized. Sometimes God will work on our character. Sometimes there's a work that needs to be done in our hearts. So don't be alarmed at the fiery trial that you are facing right now. When you read the Bible, you read about Joseph, what he went through. You read about Daniel, what he went through. Uh, you say, these are, those, are, those are people in Bible days. Then as for you, the least test, the least trial. God, where are you? 
<laughs> if it's Joseph, it's okay. <laughs> if it's Daniel, no problem. <laughs> if it's you, oh God. <laughs> too concerned about the fiery trial that you go through, the tests, the trial that you go through, for when it's all said and done, let's, let's read it, sometimes, sometimes it's good to read it, glory be to the name of the Lord, oh God is so good, thank God. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fairy trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. <laughs> don't, think it's, don't think it's strange, the trial, the test. Don't think it's strange. But rejoice to the extent that when you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, that is the goal, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Blessed are you. You are blessed. The spirit of glory rests upon you. Rest upon you. Don't consider it strange. The fiery trial, the tests that you go through. Joseph said, he knew that ultimately he was going to be all right. Notice what he says in Genesis 41. Genesis 41, verse 40. He says, Pharaoh said to him, you shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took his signet ring of his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him with his gar in his garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knees. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Know that your goal 
is still in view, even if it seems far off. When it's all said and done, this year, everyone, we are saying, target to lead people to the Lord. Five people of the very least. The people that you are praying for. The goals and dreams that you have. Some, for some, some of you, it may seem that it's shattered. But sooner or later, sooner or later, you will come out all right in the name of Jesus. But the thing to do is to not let the past hold you. Don't let the past hold you back. The past is past and gone. You can't change anything. You can learn some lessons from it. But the wisdom is not to hold on to the past and let, you, let it hold you back. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. It says that not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press, I forget. Notice that these are decisions. And decisions determine our destiny. Whether we make it or not. I don't count myself to have arrived. There's still more to strive for. There's still more to attain in Christ. There's still more to shoot for. So, don't settle. There's still grounds to be taken. There's still room in the school of wisdom. In any area of your life. But when it seems. That you will never get to that destination. The last mile. Is usually. The hardest. But that's part of the journey. That's part of the journey. That's part of the journey. So recognize God in the circumstance. And don't think it's strange. Don't think it's strange. The fiery trial, the test, the test, the test. Maybe you have a goal, you have a dream. There's something you want God to do for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God will come through for you. And it's, 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 you will discover when you continue to serve the Lord, when you continue to yield to the Lord completely, when it's all said and done, you will realize and you will notice that it was all worth it. Every experience that you have gone through 
will bring you to a better place. Will bring you into what God has planned and purpose. Sometimes things that others have done to you, hateful things, when it's all said and done, God will bring you into all that he has planned and purpose. If you are a child of God, there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you. There is hope for you. There is hope for you. The Bible says that Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the same glory that Peter was talking about. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So long as you have Christ in you, there is hope for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Not all is lost. Christ in you. Colossians 1.27 The hope of glory. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. God's glory will intervene on your behalf in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I see God intervening on your behalf in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4, he says, Thank you, Lord. But for him who is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. You are alive. There is hope. Uh, who is alive this morning? Amen. You are counted among the living, right? <laughs> like you say, you are above ground. So long as you are joined to the living, there is hope. A lion may be strong, fearless, but if he's dead, that's, that's the end of it. A, a dog is much better. That's what he's saying. There's hope for you. I said there's hope for you. Amen. I said there's hope for you. I said there's hope for you. But I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that maybe you sought it for a goal and it seems moved away from you. But in the name of Jesus, from God's perspective, the goal never moved away. But he's developing between you and the goal an interval of time to build in you some desirable quality that you could not have unless he put distance between you and that goal. So keep walking. He will strengthen you. All things are yours. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, when you feel that you can do everything yourself, may you learn the humility and wisdom of receiving from others to do something you've never done before.
maybe ask for prayer. Offer to pray for somebody else in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Offer to be helped and offer to help others as well. Let others help you on the life trail that you are on. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Do you feel that you run out of energy and stamina in your Christian walk? Don't be surprised about the trial that you face. You are nearer the goal than you've ever been. Just be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Rest in his wisdom. Rest in his promises. And he will see you through to the other side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rest in God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you feel that it's an uphill climb? Oh, like that climb, on, like Jesus Christ, with that cross onto the hill to be crucified. But in the name of Jesus, even Jesus has Simon help him along the way. In the name of Jesus, you will make it up the hill. Nor will you only make it up the hill. Resurrection day is coming. I said resurrection day is coming. I said resurrection day is coming. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Don't have all bitterness. Don't have all offenses. Drop it. Let go. And God will see you through. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.